Welcome into Tim Talk Sports. My name is Tim, and I'm going to be talking to you about Colorado sports. Today, we had a very busy day with sports. We had Colorado Rams, Mountain West Conference Tournament basketball play. We had the Denver Nuggets. We had Major League Baseball coming back. It was pretty busy. We also had a couple other things. We had the Abs, which I love the Abs, but other people know more. Check out DNVR Abs. And we also had uh, CU Buffs. So, fuck the Buffs. We're not going to talk about the Buffs here. Uh, we're Northern Colorado podcast. We are going to be talking about the Rams. If you want Buffs, go check out, check out DNVR Buffs. Anyways, baseball. Major League Baseball is back. Let's talk about that first. So today, the greedy twats that are Major League Baseball and the Players Association agreed to terms on a, an acceptable agreement to come play baseball this year. Hooray. I love baseball. Coors Field is amazing. Um, the Rockies suck and will probably always be, except for when they get really lucky. Anyways, here are kind of the updates. We've got a 12-team postseason coming. We've got the Universal DH coming. We've got a six-team draft lottery. we got a bunch of stuff coming. Basically, what kept this out so long is for a while it was competitive balance tax and raising the thresholds for the tax agreement. The players wanted to go up higher, so teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers could continue to spend. Well, the majority of the ownership groups in the league wanted the thresholds to be lower so they could remain competitive, or at least that's the argument that they put forward. After that, we reached this weird few-day period where we were bitching about the international draft, which was something I didn't know was an issue brought forth until two days ago. It's pretty crazy. Jeff Passan also got his Twitter hack today. Hilarious. That's something that, you know, it's the most important day of his work life, he said, and it got hacked. It's just, it's pretty hilarious. But anyways, baseball starts. We're going to get uh, opening day on the 7th. Uh, 162 games. I assume the schedule is going to be the same, so the Rockies will play two on the road and then come back uh, to Coors for the home opener. Um, they have a lot of work to do. You know, there's arbitration hearings. There are free agents. They don't have an outfielder. They, sorry, they have plenty of outfielders. They need to sign an outfielder. They need to sign a shortstop. They need to sign at least a starting pitcher, one starting pitcher, and at least one reliever, probably two or three. So they have a lot to do. Not a lot of cat. Not a lot of salary space to. Uh, not a lot of cash, I should say, to make that happen. But we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll just go into this year expecting to be a seventy-win team, which it is what it is. Now that the depressing stuff is out of the way, we'll talk about the Nuggets. Oh wait, they lost two. They went final one thirteen one hundred two, and it it wasn't really that bad. That's an 11-point loss, but it wasn't that bad. Um, the second half, the Nuggets just got outplayed. The second half, uh, the stint for the for the bench, the bench just got owned. You know, um, they are shorthanded right now. It's four games in five days, and the second that Austin Rivers came out of the game, Steph Curry became a factor. He put up 18 points in the third quarter, and you know, Steve Kerr just proved why he's a better coach than Michael Malone, or at least just a more malleable one. Maybe not a better one, just definitely more malleable one, because he must have realized that Austin Rivers was the reason why Steph Curry, maybe he wasn't doing so well in the first half. I mean, 12 points is fine, but, but you know, he threw up 18 in the third. You know, the reason for that is because he was he staggered. He decided to stag Steph Curry, and so he didn't have to see Austin Rivers. Anyways, 
there were very wonderful portions of this game. Basically, the first three stints of the starters, the first stint from the bench, and then that was it. The second stint from the bench was terrible. It was really bad. They gave up a 13-point lead, um, and Jokic had to come back early. The starters came back in. They restored order for the first five minutes of the rotation. And the last five minutes of the game, they just weren't very good. They were very tired. There was a lot of guys on the floor. Jokic didn't have legs. Monte tried to will them to victory, but he wore down too, and nobody else could help him. The team is tired. They need players back. They need Jamal back. I mean, let's just be frank. They need Jamal. They need Michael Porter. They need Will Barton. I mean, I, I guess. They just get a body in there. They need players to come back who are going to give them minutes and be at least league average. Because, let's face it, the rest of the schedule's hard. They just made it through the most easy part of their schedule. The easiest part of their schedule. The rest of the schedule is hard, and I don't have the confidence that they are going to make it through in the manner in which they just played their last 15 games. I don't. And I don't know why anybody would. Nikola Jokic has been otherworldly in the last in the last stint since the beginning of February, but they haven't played anybody. He's a great player. He's the best player on earth. I don't want to make it sound like I'm bagging Jokic. But he needs help. He can do this against the best teams in the world. He just needs help to do it against the best teams in the world. Nobody can be perfect against the best teams on the planet when you're one guy against ten. Nobody's helping you. So, for this Nuggets team to succeed against superior teams, we're going to have to get guys coming back from the injuries. Will Will Barton rolled an ankle. Uh, Who else on the list right now? Zeke Naji was rolled out. He's been suffering issues going back to like February, you know. It's been an ongoing problem. Flacco's been out for a long time. And then uh, Aaron Gordon apparently is dealing with foot issues. It sucks because he had lower leg issues last year, and he'd hate for that to become an issue with him. Again, we're not stressing because for three quarters, I shouldn't say three quarters, that might be confusing, 75% of that game was the most beautiful game. It's just the 25% that was awful. So, if they can get their legs underneath them and get their win back, this is going to be a good team with or without these five players. But if they can get these five players back and fit them into the depth chart in which they belong, this team's scary. It's the best team in the league, I think. I think, because if you add 40% shooters to Nikola Jokic, I mean, they can't put three guys on you. If you leave Michael, uh, Michael, if you leave Michael Porter Jr. alone on the wing, he's going to go ten for ten on you. If you leave Jamal Murray open at the top of the key, he's going to go right in and score. Will Barton shoots thirty-seven percent for three, believe it or not, and he has the ability to make key shots. Is Will Barton a great player in the league? No. And, and the press, the press is just blowing Will Barton every chance they get. I'm not that guy, but he's better than what they, I mean, Davon Reed can shoot five of seven in one game and everybody thinks he's the next Michael Jordan, but Will Barton is, is probably, there's a reason why he gets paid and Davon Reed has been laughed out of the gym by the other franchises he's attempted to latch onto. We're not going to be too negative. The Nuggets 
are going to be a good team. Next year, they're going to be a great team. And if we get players back this year, they can be a great team this year. The Golden State game was an anomalous game because they were so tired. If the Nuggets had done what the Warriors did and didn't send players to Sacramento, maybe it's a different maybe it's a different story. I'm going to change gears to the great game. We're going to change gears to CSU. They were going up against Utah State in the Mountain West Conference Championship Tournament. They were a lot of fun. I say that, and, and it's true, but they're also a very frustrating team to watch because they never put anybody away. And you know that they're this great team, like this this elite team that can put anybody away, but but sometimes it just feels like they're playing with teams. But regardless of all that, you know, they're just they're an amazing team to watch play basketball. You know, they they're selfless. Too selfless at times. The Nuggets in that way. They pass the ball down low, they 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 make their passes, they shoot their threes. They didn't shoot well from three this game. Uh, I got to pull up stats real fast. Let's see. Yeah, 3 of 18 from 3 this game. But they are typically a very good three-point shooting game. They didn't shoot the free throws well this game either. 10 of 16. Um, but that's... I mean, they were they were very good tonight. And it's mostly the two main guys, right? Everybody else, you know, they were solid de- on defense. Tanjay and Kendall Moore were solid on defense. Chandler Jacobs and Isaiah Rivera were solid on defense. Those guys didn't provide much in the way of anything on offense, except for a few plays, which we'll talk about. But David Roddy could not be stopped. The man was a bull in a china shop. Like, most of my notes, as far as David Roddy is concerned, is uh, how much of an animal he is. Like, he was incredible. He, he just didn't let people get into his way. And if he got called for a foul for being too tough, he got called for a foul. But he did not let players get in his way. And Isaiah Stevens, you know, he didn't do a ton in the first half. You know, the first half, he kind of let David Roddy do his thing. And he kind of let some of the other guys put a bucket in here or there. But Isaiah Stevens took over in the last five minutes of that game. He controlled the pace of the game. And, you know, it's just, he is an underrated player in this league. And he's the, he made second team Mountain West and he's underrated. I mean, I just think that, I think that he has the talent to play after this league. Maybe not the NBA, maybe not the G League, but I think he can go make some money playing professional basketball somewhere. I think he's a very smart player, and I think he's got a sweet shot, and he can make his way through the interior of a defense, which is very, I mean, it's underrated. Like, a lot of guys, when they are making the cut to the paint, that's what they're doing. They're going from A to B, and they're sprinting there, and either they're going to put up a shot and it goes in, or they're getting fouled, or whatever. Isaiah Stevens makes his way past his defender into the paint, and then he doesn't have to... He His heartbeat slows down, and he waits for his defender to make a mistake, or the defenders around him to make a mistake, so that he can either make a shot, or that one of his teammates can get a dish for an easy slam, which is what happened. We'll talk about that in a minute. Strangeness happened in this game, as far as officials were concerned. Um, there was a play where Roddy, uh, you know, he goes down, nobody pushes him or anything. He just goes down really hard and gets called for an offensive foul. It's completely strange. I don't understand it. Um, you know, and there was a, there's a couple plays at the end where, where 
Utah State has a legitimate gripe, I think. I'm not sure if it was an offensive foul, but their player being, I don't know his first name. Uh, we'll look it up. It's right here. Justin Bean is coming up the court. He's out of control. You know, he's just trying to get to the rack so he can either put the bucket, in, put it in the bucket, or he can go shoot some free throws. He's out of control though. Uh, kind of more steps in his lane, and he draws a charge. Now, I'm just there might be some gripe there because it looks like Kendall Moore's right foot is still moving when the contact's initiated. This that being said, this is coming from a guy who hates the charge foul. I don't understand how a a player with forward momentum does not have the right to the space in front of him. It doesn't make sense to me. Now, if you lead with your shoulder or your forearm or you're out of control. Those are things that we can talk about, but if some guy just comes out of nowhere and you're mo- making basketball movements, I don't understand the charge. I don't understand how that is a is a penalty. But anyways, so yeah, they they might have a legitimate gripe there because it looked like it was a a, a blocking foul to me. And this is the last five minutes, last two minutes of a game. It might have even been inside one minute. I don't. I, I can't. I didn't write get the exact time down. So before we just go through player by player, and I, I got a few notes. The, the rebounding in this game was ridiculous. Uh, it's pretty much even on the defensive glass, but but offensive rebounding for Utah State was just oh, like awesome. Like they were just incredible, and there's a pretty obvious reason why. You know they've got uh, Horvath is a big man. Jay Bean's a big man, and uh, they're drawing our bigger guys out of the paint. To cut because they shoot threes, drawing them out of the paint to defend the three point line, and so our little guys aren't great defend or great rebounders. So they came down with a lot of these rebounds, especially Barristow and uh, and Bean. You know, they're just coming down with all of these rebounds, and uh, it's something that I think we just need to improve upon. Maybe we need to play bigger. I don't know, but I, I don't think you can pull Kendall Moore off the floor because he is. He's a defensive stalwart. He's amazing. Let's see. I've got an inappropriate joke in here. I'm not going to say that out loud. The possession arrow is something I hate to go into that at a different time, but it's just so dumb. Um, another inappropriate joke. I won't say that out loud. Okay, we'll just go through the box now. Um, Deshaun Thomas, I, I thought he had a bad game. Right? He scored two points. They're both on free throws. and uh, But more importantly, he wasn't rebounding. If you're not rebounding, you're the biggest guy on the floor, I, I don't understand. He doesn't jump the ball? You know, I mean, if he's not rebounding, I don't understand why he's on the floor. Go small. Go five guards. Sometimes Moores is good. Play Moores. He's at least great defensively. Sometimes he's a bonehead on offense. I'll say that. But he's great defensively. Atanje, you know, he didn't... He didn't have a lot of game tonight offensively. He's 3 of 4, uh, 2 of 2 from the stripe. But defensively, he was an ace. I mean, that's what T- John Tanjay does. He got two steals. He was great. He was great tonight. David Roddy, great tonight. He's incredible. He could have done more in the second half. It's kind of the opposite of what he usually does. He also, he's going to the league soon. He's got to figure out the free throw line. But in the paint, in his domain, David Roddy ate. He dominated. And he was great. Isaiah Stevens owned the second half. Now, you love it 
if he showed up in the first half. Let's go up by 15 points in the first half, and then maybe we can a little bit of wiggle room in the second half. We can kind of ease off the brakes, or we can drive them into the dirt. Wouldn't it be fun to blow somebody out? Anyways, he was amazing. I love the way that he handles the ball under pressure. It doesn't seem like, when he's on at least, it doesn't seem like he's making many mistakes. Kendall Moore did not shoot well tonight. He shot terribly tonight, but he played amazing defense. It was very important, the defense he played. He shut down the guards of the U- of Utah. Uh, I'm not sure who was the primary defender on the other guard. I'm sure it was Isaiah Stevens. Whomever it was, they shut down the guards for Utah State. Six points for your for your starting backcourt. Jay Morris had some bonehead, bonehead plays. I still think he is the superior player to Deshaun Thomas. He doesn't shoot. He can't shoot, but... I think that outside of that, I don't know what Deshaun Thomas actually gives you. So I'm not. He he does make the three point shot, right? He 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 can make the three point shot at a 39 percent clip. That's fantastic. 86 percent free throw. But it just seems like it hasn't been going in lately. Thistlewood played three minutes and I didn't see them. I didn't know he played today. Um, but. I love Adam Thistlewood. Hopefully, hopefully he gets to play a couple minutes at some point. Legitimate minutes. Take a shot. Lake, he played like a rook, man. Played like a freshman. We'll get him. We'll get him some real minutes next year. Let's shorten that bench. Just play eight players. It'll be fine. Uh, Chandler Jacobs, he did not play well offensively tonight. He's kind of been slow for the last three games, two games, whatever it was. I mean, he was great versus Wyoming. He was slow. Yeah, I guess that was Boise State in this game. Last two games. Um, but incredibly defense, defensively. And he was there for the last play of the game. You know, Isaiah Stevens dribbles the ball into traffic and he gets two defenders to commit to him. He makes a, a, a low pass to Chandler Jacobs and he goes up for the jam. It was incredible. It was a great play. Now, I miss a three-point shooting of Chandler Jacobs and I hope it comes back soon. I hope it's not gone for good, because that was the most pleasant, surprising part about this year. Plus, he, he his defense used to be electric. It's solid now. It used to be electric. I hope he kind of digs deep. This team has so much ability. Isaiah Rivera was solid. You know, he didn't play well offensively, but he on the defensive end, as a primary ball handler at times, he was solid. This team has so much potential, and they were good tonight. They were so good. They can be so much better, which is the amazing thing. Because tonight, yeah, did it feel like they had the game the entire time? No, because they didn't. Could they have had? Sure. But at the same time, they played so well. And they can play so much better, too. They are twice as good as they played today. That should be scary for the rest of the Mountain West. So I think that's all I have. For my other sports, I have some notes about the Nuggets that I didn't talk about, but it's just it wasn't it wasn't a game that's representative of who they are. So it's hard for me to it's it's hard for me to overanalyze what it is. It is what it is. It's what it's been all year. It felt like it was turning a corner, but I think it was more of representative of who they were playing. But I mean, I'm like Boogie and Bryn Forbes have been positives. They're exhausted. They played crap teams. So. We'll see what happens after a couple days off. At least one day off, right? Hopefully two days off. 
they got the Raptors next. Saturday. They got one day off. The league is a bunch of crooks. Man. <laughs> Fucking schedule makers. When's their next two days off? Uh, never. It looks like. They play every other game for the rest of the year until April 7th. They've got two days off in a row. In a row the last two games of the season. It's wild. What a terrible schedule. What a terrible, terrible schedule. Anyways. On that note, um, thanks for listening, if anybody listened. Uh, this is uh, something that I'm going to try to do regularly. Um, maybe not every night, maybe just every couple of days. Who knows? Maybe I'll want to come on tomorrow and talk about how well the Rams did. Or if they lost, how sad it was. Um, I'll kind of just keep the Twitter world updated. Um, probably. Maybe not. Anyways, uh... If you guys like betting, I like betting too. Um, I'm going to include a link. If you guys don't have a BetMGM account and feel like supporting me, you can support me with using my promo code. And uh, it doesn't give me money. It gives me free bets. So <laughs> uh, that's uh, pretty much all I've got set up right now. So um, I kind of wanted to find a pick. I've got a bunch of shitty bets that are out right now. Um, let's look in tomorrow's slate. Well, the Celtics, 14 and a half seems like a lot of points, but the Celtics are absolutely going to murder the Detroit Pistons. So if I were going to put money on, on a game tomorrow, which I don't usually bet on anybody but the Nuggets because I, I know the most about the Nuggets, so I bet on the Nuggets. But if I were going to bet a game tomorrow, I would bet over 14 and a half on the Boston Celtics to just absolutely boo-foo the Detroit Pistons. They're going to murder them. They're going to absolutely murder them. So, that's my pick. I'm going to include my promo link in the description. So, if you guys feel like uh, signing up for BetMGM, use that. And it helps me out a little bit. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't have anything, man. My first podcast, I did uh, I did Tim Talks Broncos earlier today. It's got more energy than this one does. I'm doing this one a little bit later. Um, that'll probably be the case usually because... Let's face it, the NBA games are fucking late, and I'll probably be doing these recaps, these daily recaps after the game. So, um, so yeah, thanks very much for listening. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, do all that stuff, and uh, y'all have yourself a great day. Peace.